like my dad or like my black family being like, no, nah, you can't do that. But I can picture my white mom being like, oh, sure. Do you want some lessons? Ah! You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad lovers and friends, hello. Sometimes they all overlap. The Venn diagram of who is Spooky Squad lover and friend, you get that sweet center where it's all overlapping. Yeah, we're all just making out, but we're scared. <laughs> just t- scared and making out. That is, um, it's a new pilot we're working on. <laughs> it's like naked and afraid, but just like you're but not ready to get it. intimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there's kissing, guys. (laughs) Yeah, there's only, yeah, Naked and Afraid was just strict hand holding. Yeah, not enough kissing. (laughs) Not enough kissing. (laughs) That was my my one star review. Not enough kissing. (laughs) Andrew, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. You know, there's just, when you get older and you still, I still maintain that joy of holiday things but mostly Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't have to do anything like i'm there's no work that has to be done Mm -hmm. there's not a deadline for you know it's not like when we're in school and you have that one asshole professor where Mm. it's the end of it's you don't have your finals during finals week which is nice because you're done early with that class but they schedule it so it's the Monday after Thanksgiving break, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't have that, so I'm feeling great. Didn't have families. <laughs> the professor's like, I remember the fuck. most. <laughs> the most annoying one was when I was doing all my grad school applications and auditions, and I well, because the application portion was probably similar for you, right? You had to have it in December first, so yes, that one Thanksgiving, doing mm-hmm. all my applications, I'm just like, fuck, this needs to be uploaded now. Ah, oh, this editing has to be done now. Yeah, I think for me though, I actually, when I was applying for grad school, I got mine in way early. I think because I was, I want to say it was because of like, I, oh yeah, I was studying abroad when it happened, so I was like, I have to get this shit out because. We're going to end – our term ended earlier than my university's term, and I was planning on, like, traveling and stuff, and I was like, listen, I'm not going to be writing fucking essays while I'm in Belgium, so you all get this essay. I'm pretty sure one of those schools I sent my essay to – I used the same one for each school. I'm pretty sure I still had the other school's name in it, but I still got it, and I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, nice. yeah, I applied to University of Denver. It said University of Chicago. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you still accepted me though, didn't you? <laughs> they're yeah, the they're listening. The university is listening. Not like the the entire student body. The personification of that university is listening to this podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's just Condoleezza really Rice. She, she went there in the same grad program, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what Cond- could have been? I know I could have been the next Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> well how how yes. how are you besides not being the next Condoleezza Rice? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Um nothing too new. Of course, we're recording this the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Um gonna start cooking tomorrow, start doing some prep work for our two person Thanksgiving here. 
So looking forward to that because, you know, I went to the grocery store yesterday to get our shit. So smart that I did it in the morning because right when I was – I was in there for so goddamn long because I could not find a goddamn um, pie plate. So I was like searching and searching and searching. They were all out and I just bought another like cake pan, which I'll make it work. But right when I was leaving, it was close to noon – it was like all of a sudden, this like huge flux of people just came to the grocery store, also Thanksgiving shopping. And I was like, oh, God, I missed it. Because I was going to like get stuck in that bullshit. Um, but I have to go back tomorrow, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we forgot dude, something. Just hit I have in to the go. morning. Yeah. That's the shit. I've not been lucky the last several times I've gone grocery shopping because. Mm-hmm. You 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 know if you go on the weekend obviously it's a crapshoot it, like maybe it's easier in the morning but it's people are you know they're out and about they're shopping they're getting their shit right but I'll go on like a fucking Monday night and it'll be dead and then the next time I go a Monday night it's jam packed everything's gone I'm like what is happening it is like it's October 9th. <laughs> why is it busy. <laughs> Yeah, I've been lucky mostly because I, I tend to go grocery shopping in the mornings. So it's usually like not – it's mostly like moms and like their child and then elderly – and like elderly people. So it's like pretty chill, nothing too crazy. Um, worst time to go is I think during the lunchtime where I think a lot of folks who are working from home take that hour to go shopping or obviously when like work's ending and everyone comes to the store. This this is honestly one of the scariest things we've talked about on this podcast is having to go grocery shopping and dealing with hordes of especially when they're they're children. I'm very good with kids. I make fun of kids a lot, but I am good with with children and I mm-hmm. love them. But I'm I'm very quick to just be super you know, you're in grocery shopping mode where you're easily pissed off. Oh yes. I'm, I'm like rain in your fucking kids. <laughs> that's not my responsibility to dodge between these icebergs of children. Well, you know what annoys me when I go grocery shopping is um people who take too long looking for stuff in the area I need to be in. So there's one mm-hmm. woman who I kept running into every time. Like first I ran into her in like the little um in the produce section looking for sage and I was like, "Oh my god, like she needs to fucking move." So I was like, "Okay, I'll come back." Shopped around, shopped around. Then I went to look for my fucking pie plate. And there she is in front of all of the, like, cookware and just standing. And she, I don't know if she was, like, I don't know if there's, like, something people do on their phones now with, like, couponing maybe. Maybe they look for, like, I don't know what she was doing, but it was bullshit. And I wanted to be, like, ma'am, can you please move so I can get the pie plate? She was just now. looking up porn while she's grocery shopping. <laughs> she's horny. Um, horny in the cake section. But, like, um... It's so frustrating, though, because especially now because we're social distancing, I'm super cautious about not being too close to people. So I'm like, I'm like trying to stand several feet away and like see, like look for the thing from where I'm standing. So that when she moves, I can just jump in and get it. But she's just fucking standing there. And I was like, girl, like, what are you? I was just very be aware, frustrated. I was just very be aware of your surroundings. Just please be aware. Like, like be aware that people that- are waiting to to get something. Can you like hurry it along? Pick up your thing or do your couponing or for your twenty five cents you're gonna save, bitch. Pick up whatever you need to go and just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if you know you're not famous or known, there's no reason someone's just. Re- well, you should be concerned if someone's been standing behind you for five minutes, not moving, staring at you. They're either pissed you're not moving, or you're going to die when you get home that night because they're waiting for you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm literally just like, can I have some eggs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes that's really good material. Like when you run into people at the store on the street that just really piss you off. That's really good material for comedic stuff. Like tweets. Where could we find your comedic rantings about (laughs) hating the sage shopper? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at say underscore anything. That's S-E-Y underscore anything. How about you, Andrew? You can find me on Twitter at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. Boom. Nailed it. You should have said but because drums. Yep, that's funny still. <laughs> I guess you yourself has never said that to me. Listen, but, it's know. an oldie but a goodie, okay? Right. Yeah, it, those yeah people saying that to you or I'm a drummer, and especially if they are a middle aged Caucasian man, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, Neil Pert, you love Rush, you love Neil Pert." And I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> like, Do I, I bet look he's like, like, I, I like Neil yeah, Pert. I, I bet he's he's a fine guy. At, well, I mean, was he passed unfortunately, but I bet he was a fine guy, and mm-hmm. he is technically very good. But I'm like, no, I don't like Rush. Yeah. I don't at all. Uh, the favorite amongst the older Caucasians, when learning my name, I'm like, oh, it's Sneak. I'm like, oh, that's very unique. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I, on numerous occasions that's happened, I was like, wow, you're the first person to say that. And they're like, am I really? And I'm like, no, you dumb bitch. <laughs> of course you're not. Like, You think you're that <laughs> smart and funny? Of course you're not the first person. The first person to say that to me when I was like, fucking five in kindergarten also five years old like you are not the first <laughs> i really wish that is verbatim how it went down you're just like no you stupid bitch <laughs> and they go home and they rethink their life well no it, the the exchange is typically my name's sneak oh sneak that's very unique and i'm like you're the first person to say that and they're like am i really and i'm like no and that's usually actually the exchange <laughs> Nice. So one degree away from being like, no, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a heated exchange. Kind of like the heated <laughs> heated exchange between Peter and Paul and Anne and Georg. 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 Ge- I don't Georg. know. Austrians are weird as hell. <laughs> Georg. Georg. <laughs> I'm going to call him George and Georgie throughout this just so we're that's, getting that. That's totally straight fine. Straight away, but. Um, yeah, guys, we watched, damn, this movie is so fucking bleak. We watched Funny Games, and there's nothing funny about it. Funny Games from 1997, um, Austrian movie. Guys, this is our first non-English um, language film that we covered. So look at us. It's We're miles going. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> we We are worldly. Turns out people who don't speak English sometimes make really great art. Crazy, right? Um, it was directed by Michael Haneke, 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 that's how you pronounce it. I actually searched, looked it up because I was like, this It's not Haneke, it's Haneke. <laughs> um, star Suzanne Lothar, Ulrich Muhe, um, Arno Frisch and Frank Gehring. Um, three out of those four people are dead. I saw that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck. If this, as if this movie wasn't depressing enough, learning that. So Suzanne and Ulrich play Anna and Georg. Um, they were married in real life and Ulrich 
Mila passed away and she um, killed herself five years later. And I'm just like, fucking Christ. And then the other guy who died, I, I think, was an alcoholic. It's just like, oh what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I know. It was It was a bummer. It bummed me <laughs> was- out. Like, more than the movie itself, it bummed me out to know, like, damn. Shit. <laughs> yeah what are the fucking odds and they're all like not they're all pretty young too anyway besides the point but fucking bleak um it's about a a a family an austrian family pretty well to do that decide to go on vacation at their lakeside home um and they become terrorized by these two young men who play sadistic games with them for no other reason than just being sick books it's kind of like you were saying last week, uh, our last episode with The Strangers, uh, we wanted to watch a better version of it. And I would agree that they did, the, you know, I was really shocked because you you hyped it up so much. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> like, to say I was this disappointed. Beach, watch this to be <laughs> Yeah, I, so I liked it. And it was... Like like we're going to go into so much better than the strangers. It did things significantly better. But I liked reading about it a little later that he's like, I wasn't the director. I wasn't trying to make a horror movie. I just it was a commentary on how violence in the media mm-hmm. can blur the line. between. It's like, sure, this violence is fictional, you know, but it's still very easily can be seen as you know non-fiction like because that shit happens yes. mm-hmm. and i'm like this is very interesting because then also kind of rethinking about it because i read that after i saw it i thought yeah you, you know because it wasn't it's it was very suspenseful but it wasn't a horror it wasn't you know super cliche horror things and especially yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say it's more like a like thriller one, than like a horror movie, but it is, yeah, I think, frightening. Except for like one kill, it's like you don't see anything. You'll see the aftermath of something, but you don't. And even the aftermath, mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of blood in this movie. And like people do die. But mo- again, most deaths no, are off not. screen. And I'm like, and mm-hmm. even like there's we'll get into, you know, we'll talk about the different scenes, but like there's implied nudity but they don't really show it so you know for i thought it was really really good you Mm -hmm. know like the show don't tell but they also didn't even need to show it they didn't and i think the not showing i mean it's very like hitchcockian of like you know the absence of showing the thing is what's more that's more terrifying what you what the audience can come up with in their in their minds is typically scarier than what you actually are going to witness but i think beyond that um with like the commentary on the media i think it's also a fun commentary and it kind of reminded me of cabin in the woods of like a commentary on the audience by hiding those things like we we root for this family and we can understand like wow these two guys are terrible but you're you like seeing them be tortured in a way when you really think about watching these kinds of mm-hmm. movies you want them to earn their happy ending so it's like okay they're going to go through hell but they're going to make it towards the end and it it kind of is a fuck you to the audience in a lot of ways because like yeah you wanted it to be this you know 
this story that we're so used to telling and it's why you have all those really great breaks like breaking of the fourth wall and stuff to be like yeah fuck you guys and and leaving certain things out like the nudity it's implied nudity i'm sure there are audience members who are like oh you're gonna see your tits like no no you don't get to see it like yeah, she, this, this also, is... why do you want to see it so bad like she's it's like sexy that, about I, this scene. i'm worried like, about this you is not sexy needing needing this in that situation but I think that's brilliant because then even the entire story itself is asking right. the audience, why do you need to see this? You know, like, what is it about this that you need to see? But we'll get more into the commentary, but I I think it's great. Um, but the movie starts off, we have this, you know, wealthy family, honestly, because where they're staying, it's beautiful, like, lakeside. I do like to, you know, it's 97 and they're even i i'm not super into cars but i because we get the shots of them driving to their lake house i'm like is that a fucking range rover and then seeing them and just you know using the context of the time they put in they're listening to classical music like a who is this and they are using like popping in cds Mm -hmm. and i was like "Ooh, cds not tapes this family's got money yeah I mean, yeah, 97. Like, they have a lot of them, too. Back some, like back when, like, CDs used to cost, like, 20-something bucks for, like, one CD. They were expensive. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, fucking expensive. So, yeah, like, they're wealthy. Also, they're listening to opera and classical. Yeah. Like, these are people who – these are refined people, okay? They're, they're not common like us. A lot like me. I'm like, I don't – they're naming names of composers. I'm like, I don't fucking know that. I've heard of Handel. That was basically it. Uh, the rest of them, I was like, I don't know who the fuck. Did you know these people? I'm sure you did. Handel. Um, no. Oh, it's Handel. <laughs> I said Handel. <laughs> um, Who's that Handel? <laughs> dude, that'd be... Oh. <laughs> you know those classic uh, black composers? <laughs> Hand... <laughs> you know Handel, Vivaldi. Vivaldi. <laughs> Um, live all day. <laughs> Beethoven and uh, <laughs> but no, I didn't because they are also naming the like performers, and I don't, I don't know performers. I could listen, you know, I could listen to uh, percussionists, and I'm still like, I don't know who the hell that was. I could be watching them, and I'm still like, I don't know who that is. Oh well, anyway, these people are very artsy fartsy. Um, it's Georg, his wife Anna, and their son Georgie, and their dog Rolfie. Um, and they get to their home, and as they're pulling in, they notice that their next door neighbor Fred is like he's out on his property, and it, they're all in like these gated like homes, right? So he's out on his property, and he's got these just two guys with him, and well, he's there, and also the wife is out there with them, and they don't recognize these guys, but they're talking to Fred, you know, across the way. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is like the son of one of my friends, blah, blah, blah. And initially, we, we there is a sense of like something's up because they get home or on the, when they're pulling in. And it's like, that seemed weird. Like, did you like, why didn't the wife speak or like, like, who are the like, they felt something felt off to her. And I'm just like, as always, the woman is the only one in the story who's like picking up on shit. Well, and the like, kid, because hmm. the kid was like, where's, and where's the kid. The, yes. their daughter, like the young girl? I, she said she was going to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, cause he was like, oh, it's only fun when Sissy's here. And if she's not here, then like, oh, I'm like, fucking bored, right? Um, but, you know, they get home, they're settling in, like, you know, everyone's kind of, it's very clear. I-, I think this movie does so well of like, um, I don't know how to describe it. 
we get such a good sense of who these people are off the bat. Like not even from like, oh, they're wealthy, but just like personalities, right? Like they they get into their home. You you know, okay, this is someplace they're comfortable in because they immediately separate and start unpacking and doing. They do this. They do this all the time. They they know what they're doing. They're they're not they're in a place of like a f- that's familiar to them, and I think that's what makes this even more f- scary because they're not in like oh 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 we're at our vacation house we've never been to or oh we've moved into a new home what's gonna happen no like they're at home essentially so they're unpacking doing their thing and um, the son uh, Georgie and Georg go down to take care of the boat and. Um, is this when they run into who do they run? Does well, Fred yeah, come back so, down or something? So the guys Fred comes come down? with Paul, but like one of the new guys that, and he's like, oh, this is a son of a friend of mine. And then they go down and help him with the boat. Right. Oh, yeah. Cause when they pulled in, they're like, she, uh, the wife had asked him, like, oh, and you're like, can you guys come help us um, take care of the boat? So they do mm-hmm. come down and whatever. While that's happening, though, and the, they're down by the water, um, Anna's at home. She's, you know, getting dinner ready. She's doing the food stuff. And she is to, on the phone speaking to a friend and, you know, trying to get them to come, you know, come over for the weekend, whatever. Like, bring bring the laptop. Like, just come. It's going to be fun. <laughs> like, we're going to have a great time. We have all these steaks. Like, you know, whatever. They're going to have a great time. But just then, um, Peter comes in or knocks on the door. And asks if he can borrow some eggs from, you know, because they're with the neighbors. He, she wants, she needs some um, eggs. So there's just really, I love the tension that so like is built good. in this movie from just very long scenes. They're just like, this is so weird. Like, so he asks for the eggs. She gets, she gives them four. Uh-oh, drops them in the hallway. And she's like, no big deal. It's fine. She does the thing, cleans it up. Oh, it's fine. You're just, oh, he, I'm clumsy. Da, 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 da. Fine. He's like, oh, can I have four more? I noticed you had 12 eggs and we have four more. So she's like, okay. First thing is kind of like, all right. Like, you really were like all of my yeah. shit. Like, fine. I'll give you the four eggs. Gives her the four eggs. Takes the eggs. Um, but then, like, because she wraps them and he ends up leaving. But, like, but before that, he knocks the cell phone. Because she was yeah. having tongue on the cell phone. Knocks it into the sink water. It's just like little. All this shit is. Oh, it's so fucking. So that was. um. It's so smart. So again, as I've said, I think I say this once at least every other episode, I get easily lost in movies and don't pick up on very obvious clues. But he, mm-hmm. like that character, when he pops up for the first time, I'm like, he's on some fuck shit. And then, but I thought, you know, it wasn't going <laughs> to like start immediately again because it's early afternoon. It is bright. The sun is yes. shining. This is a well, mm-hmm. everything is well lit for much of this movie. And yes. after he dropped the phone i'm like fuck this is on purpose he's gonna start shit (laughs) like it's so good and we're you know we're obviously not trying to do this second by second but these like this scene lasts so long (laughs) yes it's very long and it's it's all like i don't think it's not one continuous shot but it definitely is in real time like it is like there's not very many breaks it's literally like we watch her have a whole conversation the guy asks for the eggs you know, but when that the phone thing happens, she gets irritated, yeah. understandably, and she's like, "Take your eggs!" Like, just she wraps the eggs, just like, "Just go!" Like, get out of my house! Like, you're frustrating me. Um, so he leaves, but then they come back because there's the dog, and you know, 
listen to your fucking dog. The dog has been going wild since they've been here. I'm like, this dog is like picking up. Dogs always know. They're like, no, these, right. these motherfuckers are up to something. He's like, mommy, daddy, these people need to leave. <laughs> In that like, voice, told him to too. shut up. <laughs> the dog was like, excuse me, mother, <laughs> father. He speaks English. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, which is very hard because they're speaking German. <laughs> so they don't understand them. He's just like, <laughs> um, yeah, but they, this time, both of these guys come back now. And now the new excuse is, oh, what's his face? Um, Paul is afraid, or Peter is afraid of dogs. So on his way out, he dropped the eggs and he got scared. And at this point, it's like, okay, things have gone left because now they're basically, they're putting, the, the whole thing with these two guys that they're putting on this like demeanor of politeness, but they're very clearly intimidating her to be like, yeah, go get some more eggs. Like, you know, and they've pushed them, themselves basically into the, like the hallway of mm-hmm. this house and she's by herself, which was, you know, as a young woman, very scary because <laughs> like, what do you do? It's just you. But this part fucking pisses me off because then- the dad, York, shows up and she's flipping out and she's like, kick him out, get them out of this house. But he doesn't do it. He does the thing where he's like, oh, what's going on here? Like, I'm like, you walked in and your wife is alone with these two men and is saying like, get the get them the fuck out. How is your first thought not something is there? They did she something even, to her. Like, and she even says that. She says, <laughs> it's like, I've asked them to leave. And it's like, I'm your wife. Clearly, I would have said it because of there's like, there's a reason. Yeah, because they're putting on this whole thing with like, I've never been very indignant. Like, I've never been treated this way in my life. We just asked for eggs. There's like very doing this whole act. And I'm just like, fucking York's like, oh, sorry, my wife's not feeling well. She leaves. And she's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) No one's listening to this poor woman. I was so upset for Anna. Oh, yeah, it was. You know, because uh, when Peter shows up, we're like, okay, he's some character. They wear gloves. That's weird. Um, he's, but you know, he's more or less like he's just there. They don't. He like he acts very normal. It's Paul coming for the eggs, and you're like, oh, this guy's. What the fuck is his deal? So then, like you were saying, when <clears throat> they meet up. He's just continuing the, like, like he's a fucking burden of the family that he has to take care of. It's like, has he been cross with you? Like, did he do something? And it, like you were saying, just the whole <laughs> act, but just that nice, that high status thing to help make it still, like, just keep it yes. going. And then also, um, because mm-hmm. the dog is what brought them, uh, brought Peter from the dock, and he just goes, and also just... You know, the like you said, the mom was aware, Anna was aware, but just it's like, oh, nice golf clubs. Can I go try us like and swing this? And she's like, sure, if it makes you happy. It's like, no, get out. And then, yeah. and then when the then all of a sudden we hear the dog stop barking, and that's what got uh, Gay Orc George. I get George. It's what gets George. It's called George. It's what gets him back. And. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, what was, what gets him to slapping Peter? Because I think it's after she walks off, and then he's like, I think he like asks them again, like, what's going on? Or he's like, you just like take the eggs, or he's, oh yeah, he goes to get the eggs, and he's like, just take them and like go, like just leave basically. But like 
at this point, they're, what does he say? He says something that's just over familiar to him that's kind of like, it's very, he like smart, he says something like smart something to Something about the, his balls, that's all I remember. Something like that. And then that's when Georg slaps him because he insults him. And then they grab that golf club and break yeah. that leg. Listen, my, my man's leg is made out of fucking pretzels. Like, what? Like, goddamn, how hard yeah, you know, have to break his fucking leg? And because, like, that guy. <laughs> it's a brittle bone syndrome. That guy also didn't, like, Peter doesn't look like he's, you know, buff as shit. Like, so, no, like, he's like tall like and skinny. Like it would hurt, and he obviously like if he got him just right, like it would pop him off, and he would be down. But like it's severely bruised, not broken. He's sh- yeah, they break his fucking. And, and this guy Georg is like older than them, but he's not an old man. Like he's he's still a, well, a man. I think tops. of like in his prime. That like yeah, I would not expect that a golf club would break your leg like that. But you know, I don't play golf, so I don't fucking. <laughs> how heavy <laughs> those shits are like i fucking don't know <laughs> but um yeah he he breaks his leg and he's like oh yeah well you know i had to test he also like t- you know th- basically reveals that he's killed the dog with the golf club he's like oh yeah i had to test the golf club on something and anna finds well he leads anna to the car where rolfie is dead in the car they killed the dog which and we get the first you know, you know something bad. This is all gonna go downhill because they killed the First. dog. Like they let you, they let First. you know it wasn't like he was the dog was coming up and biting them while they're trying to get away or do something. It's like no, he was barking. Rolfie had no like had no opportunity to be like the hero dog. He didn't have his Balto moment. <laughs> he just like got fucking murdered immediately, <laughs> which like bums me out. Like dog, oh my, like it reminds me of this. Um, this is like a really dark. But when my mom was in Liberia during the Civil War, um, a a soldier didn't kill their dog. They had a German Shepherd as well, but like strangled him, and he never barked again. Shit. Yeah. So, like, shit like that really, like, makes – not because, like, it happens to my mom, but it reminds me of that kind of, like, damn it, we have to get rid of the dog somehow. So, there you go. Hmm. Sad stuff. But now they're being held hostage by these two guys. You also got the first instance and, of him doing that breaking the fourth wall, winking at the camera right. during the – because he's mm-hmm. playing hot or cold with her. I also do like the premise, mm-hmm. like you were saying, with the – uh with the strangers, they waited till the end to be like, why are you doing this? It's like, because you're here. And they're just like, we just want to play games. And then like they straight yeah. up, it's like, this is the game we're playing. <laughs> yes. It's like we said, like the strangers would have been so good if that line was drawn out the entire movie. This is that movie where like they are just here to fuck with you, basically. Because then um, before they go back in the house, they go down to the lake. Anna go and it's like, Fuck, that's what was happening earlier. Anna's with um, Peter. I get them mixed up. Is Peter the tall one? I keep one, saying the thin that. One? We might be wrong, but let's just say Peter's the tall one. Okay. Uh, there's like the dark, he's the dark haired one, the blonde one. We'll do that. Dark haired one takes her down to the lake because now another family has shown up on their boat. And they're, you know, hey, girl, how you doing? Like, oh, yeah, we just got in. Like, oh, you guys need to come by. We're going to be grilling later. And Anna has to play it like nothing's happening. Question. <laughs> I don't know if I would have played a lot. I think I would have just, like, panicked and just jumped into the water. <laughs> like, I don't 
know. I feel like with Anna I, well, because in the situation, her, I, mean, I, could, I think I could say, I guess because her, her, yeah, her family's in the house and they could so hurt. So you're not going to abandon them. I, well, I mean, you might. But no, I don't mean like, I don't mean like I would jump in to swim away. I mean, I would like, oh, I feel like, <laughs> like do something very odd. Yeah. And then like, what would happen when they get you out and just put you back on the dock where you started? <laughs> so now you're, you're held hostage no. and you're wet. <laughs> No, I'm thinking I, like, do a trip and do it artfully so that I'm like, oh, I'm just a little hurt. Ouch. And, like, they have, like, oh, help me out. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, hey, neighbors, can you all help me <laughs> come into the house? I don't know. I'm just, like, I think- it's it's maddening. But also this is – the thing is these, are, these people aren't stupid. It's easy for me to say what I would have done. It actually is pretty realistic that you would be – held hostage by this man and you'd play along because you're worried like well my son and my husband are in the house if i do anything crazy they're just gonna go kill them like you know i would have i don't know when i panic i just jump into bodies of water that's what i do how often does this happen (laughs) so i just find a lake and i just like get yeah cindy can't live too far away from anybody like she'll make a puddle if if she's if she's really stressed and can't get to a body of water she'd make she draws a bath I'll find, I find the nearest toilet. And I what is, I, <laughs> I feel if, you know, people had really good fight or flight, but like really good fight, but co- like cognitively, not necessarily physically, they um maybe being like pushing dark haired Peter into the boat and being like, this guy's holding us hostage because worse comes to worse. He's going to fuck <laughs> up the friends. <laughs> and then, you know. Or, you know, because it's not like they have phones and shit, you know, readily. I mean, because they're st- they're, it's the day and age where they have cell phones, if you have money, but they leave them inside yeah. next to the landline, yeah. you know? Because they're huge. You're not carrying it. There's nothing to carry it in. So it's like you just have yeah. it in the house. So, like, you know, it's not like he's going to text his buddy and be like, yo, we've been <laughs> figured out. It's like you just need to. And she she can still run. So at this point, she could go and take out and be like, yo, we need the fucking bolt. That all- <laughs> Or maybe like while you're out there with the neighbors, just act really bizarre. Um, my sister's friend was like, he's never been in a fight, I don't think, as an adult. But he's like, if anyone ever tried to fight me or jummy, just just take your clothes off. He's like, just strip naked. You're not going to fight a naked man. So Anna's on that dock, just like this robe <laughs> in front of your neighbors. Everyone thinks something's wrong. And it's like, she's crazy. And it's like, yeah, I am. Well, <laughs> Jump in their boat. But like, <laughs> not, not to go too much <laughs> further, but I, you know, just how the, this is like dark haired Peter's fucking MO, right? Is just being this evil human. And, you know, Anna's just trying to play it cool and talk to the neighbors and friends. And he goes, Oh, is that your house over there? You know, like casing out which house it is. It's like, Oh, how long are you here? I'm like, Oh shit. I was like, you guys, you should have said that's not your house and you're leaving tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. You know, People are fucking friendly, too friendly. That's why I don't, you know, I'm not nice to anyone. Um, so <laughs> they get back to the house and um, they're, so, oh yeah, so like some time has passed and they're like, oh yeah, our our friends are going to come see us. Because remember the lady that Anna was talking mm-hmm. on the phone and it's like, these guys are, have really just listened in on everything because she's like, oh yeah, they're going to come soon. He's like, no, they won't. I listened to your conversation that you were right. still trying to convince them to shut up. Like, it's just like nothing like there's so many moments in this movie where you're hoping like maybe they can like outsmart them but it's like no i think these guys are just 
who knows how long they've been doing this too, because we know that they've been doing some fuck shit to Fred and his Fred and his family. Who knows how many other families have already right. been dispatched this weekend? You might be number six. So like they're not they're competent. And they also don't do the thing, you know, they're not ag- I mean, they're obviously aggressive, but they're not that's not their demeanor. They're just very kind and they still keep that faux sense of respectability the entire time, which is so unnerving mm-hmm. to watch. It's very creepy. Like at one point when they're talking to Anna, she says something. I mean, it's in German, but she uses like the informal with them. Like, and he and he points it out. He's like, "Oh, like, oh, informal. Like, okay, like, like he's he's almost like offended that like, oh, you're using, I guess, in French, like you know, the two as yeah. opposed to the vu to me. Like, oh, <laughs> it's like he's still trying to keep this air of propriety, even though like you're literally like." subjecting this family to intense right. violence but they want up they, they start doing this thing like you know funny hence the, the name of the movie funny games they're playing games with them right so um very very early on they're like hey you have 12 hours you make it until nine then like you win if if, if you don't then we lose or whatever but it's it's very i think we're even though we have all this hope while watching this movie it's very clear where the power is that they are really not in any kind of power because it's a little kid uh georgie's like 10 maybe nine or 10 he's like a little kid it's a woman anna which i'm not sure like you know downplay women but let's be real she's a woman up against two men and her husband who's got a broken leg so it's like you guys really the odds are not in your favor in this situation and i really like again going into the continuing of the we're just doing this because we can we're those people we're evil we're gonna do this and you know they of course as anyone in that situation it's like why are you doing this ah (laughs) and but they straight up you know (laughs) peter starts making up this like sad story about paul's upbringing and how he was like molested by his mom and all this and mm-hmm. blah 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 and you know he starts sobbing and then he goes and then he leans in and goes is that what you wanted to hear you obviously know i'm lying but is that what you want it's like the truth is we're both drug addicts and we case up wealthy people's houses is that what you want to hear and you're just like <laughs> he's like oh man holy shit <laughs> it doesn't matter which like, it doesn't matter what we tell you and they even kind of play on the it doesn't matter what we tell you because it's irrelevant like we're gonna fuck you up but also it's like you don't you don't really care this isn't gonna make you feel better it's kind of like when someone in a relationship does you wrong you're like tell me everything that happened and then because you think it'll make you feel better and then they do you're like that this did not Mm -hmm. help this did not help at all no, it made things way worse, <laughs> if anything. But, like, I think it also is, like, to play on that. Because I think this is, like, when I I love watching – I don't watch them as much, but I used to love watching, like, true crime documentaries. And the, the a common thread where, like, a, someone is being held hostage or something is, like, oh, you want to, like, try to appeal to the humanity of your captors. So, like, you try to learn about them and, like, maybe you can talk them. Like, oh, like – tell me about yourself. I'll tell you about myself. And like, I can like tap into this, like this little bit of hope of glimmer of humanity that might like save my life. And it happens sometimes and it works and you can do that. But it's, it's another way of just kind of dashing any hope they have because they're trying to find that humanity. It's like, no, they're just like these, they're just two psychopaths. That's really what it is. They're not, (laughs) there's no rhyme or reason. And again, it's like the strangers, but the strangers did it in a way that like, 
they're just nameless and faceless where at least this is scarier because they are two guys who for any other reason look like just normal guys like they're dressed nicely like they're gonna go play some golf like they seem like just two regular regular people as opposed to look at me in my mask and i'm being creepy and weird it's like no i'm just being real if anything they're being so human that's what makes it so scary (laughs) that they're just so normal um well we have the scene of course where anna has to disrobe because they are talking about her body basically and just you know deciding if she has roles well, or that's whatever. Also, that's another to thing naked, too. Which... It's like there's the dynamic between the killers and the family, yeah. but then the two killers because it's it's definitely mm-hmm. and it's almost pretty comedic, right? In my mind, because it's that yeah. that kind of stereotypical dynamic with it's like I'm the more intellectual one that's not necessarily as physical. I might be a little more slender, and you're and it's not like either one is the brain and one's the brawn. But he would just keep giving, yeah. Peter would keep giving Paul shit like, hey, you're fat. You're the lackey. And he called him Tubby yeah, the whole and movie. And he's just like, stop calling yeah. me that. And they would just go back and forth. It's like, I bet you wouldn't, she wouldn't have sex with you. You're too fat. Stop calling me fat. And you're, and you're almost <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And then they're like, get naked or I'm killing your son who we have put a pillowcase. And it's not like our pillowcases now. That's like a. 90s austrian we had to unzip yeah, this pillowcase was... and then put it like he <laughs> he can't see he definitely can't breathe it was thick as fuck it was like <laughs> i was like this is that's like wealthy people pillowcase my shit's thin you can see right through it if you need to um but yeah they make her strip naked this part was really it was hard to watch as well because it's also um it's i think what's really smart is the perspectives that the director chooses to use when certain things happen. So when she's being stripped naked, obviously Georgie is covered, but the, it's from the husband's perspective of like, for the most part, we, we see her face too, but for a lot of it, we do see the husband because um, the guys tell him yeah, he has he to, had to tell to her. Give permission. He got your clothes, sweetheart. He had to give her yeah. permission. So it's like really disgusting, I think, moment of like, I think it's interesting because like you see, I think from uh Georg's point of view maybe that feeling of like a masculization of like i can't protect my family my wife has to strip naked in front of these strange men and i have to give her permission to do it and like he can't look at her he can't look at anyone he's looking down the whole time because it's, it's very shameful and she's embar- it's 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 hard it's hard to watch because again their reactions are so human it's a very like yes she's embarrassed because anyone would be embarrassed having to do that and he's embarrassed because he had to witness it yeah i'm just trying to think of i feel it'd be really Uh, easy if that scene was done now i feel in many horror movies like the the temptation to do something stupid and unnecessarily gross like like Mm -hmm. paul just all of a sudden starts whacking it in the corner you know like he doesn't need to do that like calm the fuck down calm down man yeah, because really the, the, this moment is not about any sort of sexual gratification. There's nothing – these guys aren't doing this because they genuinely like, yeah, let's see some boobs. We want to see like a, a whoop. No, they're doing it because it's humiliating. That's why they're doing it. It's not – there's nothing – there's nothing sexual about this scene at all, like <laughs> without question. And again, if you find something tantalizing about it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> um, and uh, poor Georgie pees himself um, while it happens, which – I mean, terror also, I'm sure they weren't allowed to go to the bathroom. So that was bound to happen. Um, Yeah. And that's like another, like, just at every level, right? They're just 
even though if like maybe he was serious probably was just fucking with him and peter's just like paul go take like it's like oh you know they make the joke he's not he's not potty trained go go help clean him up and then you know he's like Mm -hmm. taking him and could you like especially from george's point of view right he just had to watch his wife well like give permission for his wife to strip and now like his son's being taken off and he's just there broken leg can't do shit yeah it's rough and i think that's like where so much of the terror in this movie is is, like the powerlessness of it all like there's just they're just people who can't do anything about there's like they just like there's not much you can do and i think in a lot of movies like the strangers it's easy to look at and be like oh you're dumb because they are behaving stupidly but in this one it's like they're just kind of i don't know what they could do in this situation and this movie this i really liked how this movie really played you know the tropes of not even tropes just the moments of you genuinely believe there's a hopeful thing on the horizon about to happen and then so like whereas that a similar thing would happen in the strangers. And I'm like, that's clearly not going to go well, like based on everything right. that has happened. Yeah. So like at this point in the movie, uh, like Georgie fucking books it, he manages to get out of the yes. house. And then, so, mm-hmm. you know, Paul is stuck watching the parents and Peter's like, I'm going to go after this one. And I was, we'll get into it, but I was so convinced something glorious was going to come out of this. Yeah. Like, for their benefit. Yeah, but, uh. like, yeah, of course, because, like, that's what we've been trained to see in movies. Like, okay, this is the moment when, like, he he gets away and he runs into someone. Or, like, or at the very least, he hides. So, maybe we don't see George for the rest of the movie, but we're going to see him later. He's going to come back somehow. Yeah. But he he runs away and he goes to Fred's house, a neighbor, which is empty, but he does find Sissy's body. So, there's a very, I mean – just really bringing the stakes up because we, we've established that Sissy's a child. So it's like, okay, these people have killed a child. Like these, these, there's, they are truly dangerous. They've killed a dog and they've killed a kid. They don't give a fuck. So he's like, Georgie's like hiding in the house. And again, it's like, it's, it's realistic. He behaves like a child behaves. Like he, he does not know the layout of this house. So he's just kind of scrambling around. Like he's, he's doing what a kid would do. He's panicking and just kind of, he takes off his clothes at one point. He like goes this place. He, he well, that was really clever. Like he took off his clothes because he it realized that his, yeah. like, because he had <laughs> gone through the lake because he got outside but couldn't climb the fence. Mm-hmm. So he just went the lake route. And he was like, oh shit, yeah. my wet footprints are giving me away. So he like got rid of his shoes, socks, whatever, and his overalls. But I also like, again, speaking to the realism, this movie doesn't have a lot of, I always mess up if it's diegetic or non-diegetic, but as far as, you know, like sounds that the listen, the movie watcher hears, but aren't in the world of the movie, there's, we only hear sounds that are in the movie. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and really the only thing we get is in this scene when eventually Peter's like, I'm going to put us on some music. And he puts on like that weird punky metal shit. But like, until like that point, <laughs> I was really nervous for him, obviously, because he's being chased by this psychopath. But because I'm like, dude, this is a silent house. And you're like, your footsteps are very audible. Your breath is very audible. And it's like, because they didn't have any of like that ominous like droning synth or just a sound it's i was hyper aware of how loud he was being i was like shit you're gonna get you're gonna get fucked up i thought it was very well done yeah and um 
he does he um i liked i think to the realism of that too because of the silence because it's just what the house sounds like it's quiet there's nothing there isn't a droning sound in most houses unless you got a ghost um but he like um i love that georgie is like a real kid he doesn't become like a fucking kevin McAllister. like oh nothing he's like he's gonna trap it no it's like he's a little boy he finds the shotgun and paul starts to approach him and Paul has to tell him, you got to cock it. He's like, yeah, because he's a little boy. He doesn't, in, in American movies, he would somehow not use a gun. He's t- he's a little kid. He's not a fuck. He knows you point a gun and you shoot. He doesn't know, oh, yeah, get a one. You should probably see if there's bullets. Right. You got to cock it first and then you got to shoot it. So he tells him, oh, yeah, cock it first. And then he cocks it. Then he pulls a trigger and there's no bullets in it. And it's just like. And just like the, <sighs> it's, it's, but it's, the confidence of that killer, he's just like, yo, you got to cock that gun. Now you have to shoot me. Yeah, because you know, because he yeah. knows. He's like, there's no fucking bullets in it. And also, he, if there were bullets, I think he also doubts that Georgie would be able to even shoot him. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's just ugh. But he does. He returns Georgie back to the home with a gun, and he has um, yeah, bullets for him. So now it's like, okay, great. And now he even thanks him. He's shotgun. like, hey, he like we found he found us a new toy to help us with our games. And you're like, fuck, man, it's perfect. Um, so they're, so they're still doing like, there's a lot of just like them doing their banter and, and taunting them. And, um, sorry. Oh, okay. So, oh God, this part, which is just the fucking worst. So, at, so they've been doing their banter and their back and forth bullshit and they decide, okay, we're going to kind of play a eeny, meeny, miny, mo count out kind of game. So they decide that the wife is 35 and they start counting. And the other guy, Paul, leaves. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm going to get some food. Because this keeps happening. They're like, oh, I'm hungry. I just go get right. food. They're just like very casual. Like, what you guys got in the fridge? What is there to eat? Like, let me just go take a look. So while Paul is in there making his sandwich, we hear the counting and a shot. Right. And it- and we linger on Paul making this sandwich right. the whole time. He's like, "Who's been shot?" And it's, like, and it's which funny because like, when he shows like, up, uh, he's he's not super upset. He's a little irked, but you know, not irked enough to mm-hmm. quit making his sandwich. And yeah, and we yeah. go, and it's fucking Georgie. Oh, cause he. Oh yeah, because he's irked. Because he's like, no, you're not supposed to shoot who you landed on. That person's out. Like, but he's like, he's more annoyed that he didn't get the rules right, right, right. and not that right. someone's been shot. And then he, and it, you're right, and it's George. And he says, and then he was like, because I was reading, you know, because part of the fourth wall he talks about is like he's aware he's in a movie specifically, not just like people are watching him. He was just like, well, you, mm-hmm. he's like, you can't kill him. Like he's the tension, <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> and again. We don't see it. We just see then his body laying there and like blood all on the Ugh. TV and the wall. Yes. And um, they leave. And they, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like, oh, like, fuck, we got to leave. And then, and then we get, and I thought this was beautiful in like a terrible yes. way because like Anna like is duct tape, like her hands and her feet are duct tape. And then she like mm-hmm. hops over and is just like crouched over Georgie's body, like unable. And there's like a race, like a car formula race yeah. car in mm-hmm. on the TV, and that's all we listen to. It's I feel like it was for like five minutes, and she's just sitting there because yeah. you know it's like the the both parents are obviously grief stricken, but 
she was she was just like comatose and then we get the father who like finally comes to and realize and he's just like inconsolable which was also a flip because yeah. when this started the uh anna was losing her shit and he's like calm down calm down and he's making like unnatural wailing sounds it's so like chills because like it's in the 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 camera just holds on it it's like a wide shot and we're just watching it it's also a very interesting like tableau kind of thing like we are just camera's not moving we're just watching them which i can't imagine like the the fucking um where you'd have to go as an actor to fucking pull this off because they do an amazing job but yeah you're like the the whale it's it's a whale it's not it's it's like a the most like animal visceral like just ugh, it was rough to watch because it's like a it's two people these two parents who just saw their son be shot in the head and right <laughs> i don't know like what the what the fuck do you even do and like right after that happens and they weep and everything now they're like okay we have to still we still have to get yeah. out and you have like fucking anna and she's like you can feel the tension like just how difficult this is she has to lift her husband she's like that woman has to be like 130 pounds like she's a very oh, petite yeah. woman lift this grown-ass man who's got a broken leg so he's putting all his weight on her basically and, the- and she's doing it and i think her arm her arm still pants still bound no she like she got or- everything undone so she's fully mobile mm-hmm. but like she goes to you know do the like put his arm over and care, like pick him up by the shoulder but then we realize his arms fucked up so, like they fucked up his arm yeah i don't when when did that I even happen yeah. it's just like suddenly his arm she, was and even she too. goes when like what happened to your arm <laughs> and he's just like yo it doesn't help me and then so you know i will say i i was faltering for a little bit thinking this next couple minutes was not unbelievable but the more unrealistic cuz like you know, they're like, Anna, I mean, this was very, this took a while to get to what I'm speeding through, but they eventually, like, Greg's like, you gotta leave. I can't move. I, yeah. <laughs> He's called <Yes>. Greg. <laughs> I meant George. Yo, this man's name has been Georg, Georg, uh, George, yeah. Georgie, Greg. <laughs> so, uh, so Gandalf was like, uh... <laughs> So sorry, George. George is like, you know, it was very selfless, you know. He's like, I can't move. You have to leave. Like g- g- find the police, do whatever, but you need to leave. I'll sit yeah. here. I'll try and get this phone to work. I'll dry it out, blah blah. And then she's but all these things like she's getting dressed, she's getting prepared to leave and she's just very slow moving. I'm like Dude, move the fuck. But then I'm like, well, she did also just see her son get murdered. So. Yeah, she's in shock and she's kind of and also like scared. Like, I think because I thought the same thing because they're like, she's getting ready. She's doing all this shit. And I'm like, girl, go. And I'm like, but go where she doesn't go out to the dark. Like she's it's scary. So maybe she's in a way she's maybe even kind of like buying her time going out there like it's fucking terrifying and we also like the scene goes on long enough they're like those those guys are slow out there oh oh yeah there's no they have to be out there like there's no way that she's just gonna run and and that's the end of it um and she does run outside and she's hiding and everything but they catch her like long story short at one point she sees a car coming but actually that probably should have been the car she waved down but then they get her and then, you know, we get the 
oh, this was nice. You knew it was obviously going to be them. But so we get the shot of uh, George Gandolfini coming and, <laughs> you know, putting the sheets <laughs> over Georgie, which, do you know, he's like, like, he mustered the strength to get over there to like cover his dead son. And then we, he hears yeah. the door open and he's like, like, Anna? And then you just hear the bouncing of a golf ball and then it comes in the scene Ugh. and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> These guys are so extra. These, these fucking dramatic sons of bitches. <laughs> but they, hey, they know they're in a movie. So like, hey, got to give you the razzle dazz. Um, so yeah, they've got Anna again. And um, this part is really great because now they're they're still doing this game where now they're like, okay, we have a knife. We've got a gun. Anna, you can choose. You know, they make her pray. They make it just, just, just shit to just her. humiliate. Yeah. Just, just fucking with her. They're like, okay, got a knife, got a gun. You can choose who goes first and by how and which way. A quick bullet. It's just like it's. I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, that is a very difficult I, decision because do I want my husband's last moments to be to see me die, and if so, quickly, or do I have to suffer the knife and then he gets shot quickly? Yeah, it's, it's not. I was an thinking easy about that. You know, choice. were they because they were too. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, <laughs> did they have enough bullets to just shoot both of them? And that's what I was thinking, you know, if I sacrifice myself to, like, get stabbed, will he at least die mercilessly? Uh, yeah. I was sitting there distraught. because yeah, now I either have to die slowly from not being stabbed with a knife, and he dies quickly. Well, who dies first? Like, who gets to watch? Like, I don't... Do I put my make my husband suffer that his last moments are seeing me <laughs> have an agonizing death? He dies quickly, but his last moment in life was seeing me die slowly after watching his son get killed. It's just like I think that's yeah, th- that's the no best of both worlds. Shoot us you both, know? yeah. I mean, if you can't shoot us both, it's like it's like that's a compromise, and that's what a marriage is all about, right? You know, it's like I will let you die quickly. <laughs> But in return, you have to watch me die because I want to look at a face I love while I die. That is what, like, my compromising ass would think. <laughs> I'm like, meet me halfway. You're going, it's like, your torch, your existence will be put out much quicker than mine. But you have to, do you have to emotionally hold my hand while I get stabbed to death? Or I'm just like, I have an idea. How about... Well, she kind of did have that idea because he's like, (laughs) you can, he's explaining everything we just said. And I was, I thought this was so clever, but then I was so mad because I was, you know, invested in this couple. And she grabs the gun because dark haired Peter isn't paying attention. And he shoots Paul. I mean, she shoots Paul, fucking flies against the wall. And he's like, Oh my god! And then, like you know, like like punches her, like hits her with the gun, takes the gun, and he like. I, I got so mad because he dropped the gun. I was like, oh, if Anna just like recoiled a little little quicker, he she could have grabbed it again and popped him. But then he's like, "Where's the remote?" Because I thought he was turning up the TV so he could shoot her without alerting like the neighbors. And then he fucking hits the uh-huh. rewind button. <laughs> To rewind life. (laughs) That shit pissed me off the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, fuck that. What kind of physics is this? Like, what? Uh, He totally rewinds it. But again, 
What's realistic? What you do? We really believe that Anna suddenly has ninja speed. She's pick up a gun and shoot. It. Come on, like because in a movie that's what would happen. In real life, no. Like you would probably try to get the gun and then he would be like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" And slap you. Yeah, you know. And she's like, she's distraught. She's <laughs> shaking. Like she's been gagged for who knows how long. So maybe she's still recovering oxygen. Like she would. She probably would have reached for that gun and like overstepped it. Or, like, gone too far one way, and the guy's like, nice try, but your death perception's fucked up for me punching you in the face. Exactly. So, like, they go ahead, and they kill Gior, and now they take Anna out onto the family's boat. And there's a little thing that happened earlier we didn't mention, but we do see, and again, it's So like, good, so angry. The director just, the director just plays with us so much, because earlier on, when they're on the boat, we see someone knocks, has a knife to, she, there's a knife that Georgie got from his mother to help with the boat, and we see that, like, oh, the knife's been knocked down, and it's, like, in the boat. So it's, you know, it's like a Chekhov's gun, gun like, oh, that knife is going to be important later. So while they're in the boat, and they're going out to the lake, she sees the knife, and you're like, oh, shit, like, yeah, okay, like, Anna, like, yeah, cut yourself open. Starts cutting herself open. They see them like, oh, look at that. It's just like very amused. Like, oh, look yeah. at that. And just like take it from her. Like, what the fuck? Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, just and the one last hope spot in the movie. They're just like, no. And how is she? No, no, Anna. And oh, that was so good. So and shitty. Even the way they yeah. kill her is so like. It's just so nonchalant. So like, it was like, can you bring her up here? <laughs> it's so she casual. doesn't need to be down there, you know. And then so she's sitting in between them. They kind of talk for a little bit, and then so it's just like, bon voyage, and they just fucking push her off the boat. <laughs> he says, ciao, Bella. And- <laughs> no, he kisses her. He kisses her she's a ciao, oh, yeah. Bella, and pushes her off the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And then they continue their conversation of what is or isn't reality. <laughs> yeah, they're like metaphysics and shit. Like- I'm like, what the fuck? And then they- So upset. <laughs> and then they end up at um the neighbor's house- you know, knocking on the door. It's like, hey, uh, you don't remember me, but Anna sent me over to see if we could get some eggs. And they're like, yeah, sure, come in. Then we get the freeze frame on his shit grin. Yes, he looks at the camera on his last time, smiles, and then it ends. <laughs> An emotional fucking uh, roller coaster. <laughs> I love this movie more this time. The first time I saw it, I'd said it last week. I watched it once. I was like, I can't watch that again. That was just a bummer. I enjoyed it a lot more now, but it's still like, it's so stupid. It's like when I watch Titanic, I know how it ends, but I'm still like, well, maybe she gets away. It's like, no, you know what's going to happen. That, that ship's going to sink. Anna's going to get chow bellied. Like, Dude, you know yeah. what's going to happen. If only she knew the remote trick from the get-go. <laughs> only that were me. I'm like, wait, we could do that? Like, hold up, hold up. Oh, man. Yeah, this was a good choice. This was a good call. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, it's a rough, it's a rough watch, but I think it's, um, I think it's great. I think it's an excellent movie. I think the, I haven't watched a good thriller in a long time. And even after seeing this once before, I was still watching this. Like, like I was on the edge of my seat. I was telling Alana because she is not a fan of horror movies at all. But I was, she's learned, she knows a little German, you know, opera singers, but she's working, doing some Duolingo <laughs> to pump it up a notch. But I was like, nice. you should have watched this with me because it's in German. But also this is, I think, a really good movie for people that don't 
like horror movies, but would like a little tension. That nice thriller mm. tension. Yeah. And if you just want to be yeah. fucking bummed. Uh, except for like the the child death. Yeah. See, it's the thing. Because it's like a kid, kid got shot in the face. You know, it's like Michael, the last one. It's just like we got two shotguns to the face in, in two weeks. That's a lot. And we don't know bummers. that he was shot in the face. It's highly likely. Wait, who? Yeah. Georgie? He had no head. Did you? Could you not see it? Oh, man, it? I wasn't paying attention that close, I guess. No, I paused it because I'm a sick fuck. I was watching it and I, I kind of like looked closer and it's like, no, like you you could see mostly just his legs and torso. But you look closely and like there's not much going on above his oh, shoulders. Shit. They shot him like in shot him. Two in headshots. So it's like two <laughs> headshots in two weeks. Yeah. Dude, Ugh. happy Thanksgiving, Spooky Squad. This is <laughs> this is what we're thankful uh. for. Yeah, be thankful for your family because you could you know, get you held know hostage I'm... by some random Austrians and then well, get you shot know, Austrians face. are cool, but I have to say I'm thankful for my my black friends and my black family, which makes me think: How would this movie be different <laughs> if it was a black family? <laughs> okay, aside from the obvious, not being in the middle of nowhere again. Well, so. But um, they have a lake house. So do we want to go with that premise still? That's so, like, true. That's true. Actually, n- correction, because they are in the middle of nowhere. Because like they're close and they have neighbors yeah. like who they know and can see. So you're right. Scratch that. Um, hmm. I feel like it's kind of like what we say when someone is like, oh, something is up. I, they be listened to. Yes. I also don't think that we... I, uh, <laughs> I think... All right, this is actually a good answer. It's not a bullshit answer like you <laughs> I think that women are taught to be polite, right? And I think it's one of the reasons why Anna kind of puts up with that guy with the eggs for a long time. But the way that I think black women are socialized is different than white women. I don't think we are assumed to be as... I mean, I hate to, like, I don't want to, like, play into stereotype, like, as docile. I think there's a, a, a perceived aggression by black women, A, because of racism, but also because we are not taken care of in this world or coddled or not. We don't get to be damsels. We don't get to be that. I say that because I don't think a black woman would put up with that egg shit as long as she did. <laughs> I think I'd be like, Nick, you just drop my eggs? Like, I'd be like, can you leave the fuck? Especially if you're not- I also wouldn't clean it. He knocked it down. I'm like, oh, here's the rag. You no, exactly. What the fuck? I'm like, you cleaned up his <laughs> mess? He came into your house, dropped your eggs, which you gave him, and you cleaned it up. I'd be like, you need to leave right now. Or like after the eggs get dropped, let's say okay, let's say I'm gonna be a little nicer. Drops the eggs. I'm like, well, I'm still giving that rag to be like, have at it, baby. <laughs> I'm not cleaning that up. I have to clean up after these two, my son and my my husband. I'm not cleaning up these eggs after you two. So clean that up. After he does that, and then he's like, oh, can, and he's still standing there like, can I have more? I'd be like, that's all I have. And he's like, oh, you had twelve. And I was like, I need those. That's all yeah. I have. You need to leave. <laughs> like. Like, I wouldn't be doing that whole, like, oh, you want me to wrap it up for you? Da-da-da-da. Or as soon as you knock my cell phone in the water, I'm like, you need to leave. You fu- you came to my house, you breaking my shit, you need to go. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, uh, again, or at least the, sh- the, sh- the fuckery would have happened significantly sooner because they would be like, oh, plan B, like, they're, t- they're too not putting up with our shit, we gotta 
just start fucking with them now or they give up and move to the next house it's like they especially would not get into my house and be able to fuck with my golf clubs or whatever. I, I wouldn't have golf clubs, but I mean, I don't know. Say I had a baseball bat there. It's like, can I? A, bl- a black family wouldn't let you play with them. I'd be like, no, they're nice. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't. I don't let my kids touch that. <laughs> you don't. You're not touch. They would say. They would see some shit like that. Like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I I, I can one hundred percent like imagine like my dad or like my black family being like, no, nah, you can't do that. But I can picture my white mom being like. Oh, sure do you want some lessons come on in <laughs> exactly it's like no you can't or also yeah i wouldn't even like you wouldn't be all up in my house I, I don't know i also grew up with like a black mom who when white people come to the door she's like i'm not answering that door like, <laughs> if a white person goes to my mom's door she doesn't know she's like i'm not answering that door <laughs> like the fuck i don't care who you say you know you oh you know fred okay that's nice yeah right that's i don't i don't open the door for people i know (laughs) calm down i'm exactly yeah so i think you're right they would have to jump to plan b faster because i don't think i would put up with like the kind like oh like accommodating bullshit i feel like there'd also be Mm -hmm. they would really have to like they couldn't just do minor homework like talk to my neighbors and they find out that i'm coming i feel and this is just based off of how my life was growing up in the 90s i feel if i can if i was in a position where my family went to our lake house i feel not only would we have our bougie 90s brick cell phone we still would have fucking landlines like yeah, I I feel and I know, you know, it's like the more remote you go, it's harder to get. But still, like we mentioned, they're not remote. They would have the capability of having like a landline phone. So these people would. Yeah, they're not because you even can see when they're on the boat. At one point, you can see like a town. Yeah. Like you could see like a little house. Like there's a little they're near like a little village. Like they're not in like the, the boonies exactly. necessarily. So like this person would have to not just dump my phone and my cell in the water they would have to know where all of my landline phones were and where to like cut the main like you know and they're just there like ha- yeah. my family still has a landline yeah yeah exa- <laughs> you know i'm like i feel there are some safety some practical safety measures that <laughs> would be in place yeah there's that we would also have an alarm system because we had i grew up with alarm systems in my house because my family was fucking terrified of american people thought they were all violent and scary so they would just <laughs> what <laughs> our house is on that was thing. also <laughs> like my, my shit listen as soon as you came to my door i would hit that um panic button the police are coming do you remember <laughs> and they're like when the, so there's we didn't mention this because it's irrelevant realistically but they get the phone working a little bit and then they can't like they can kind of hear people but they kind of can't but then so it's just like call the police and she goes i don't know the number and i was like 911 oh you're in austria <laughs> but, but they, how but do you not has- know you're Every European country, they they have a nine one one. It's it's like three one one two. They yeah. have a thing. So, so I was like, wait, do you not know what is the? You don't know the number. Uh, come on, I man, know. you know the number. You're white. <laughs> you gotta know how to call the cops. You know you know how to call the cops. That's like oh, a certificate. Like uh, if you're if you're white <laughs> and you grad like when you graduate high school, like part of your like final exam is also it's like, yo, what do you call? Like what's what's the police's number? Not not non emergency. What is the police's phone number? Yeah, they're they they should know that. Also, um shit, what was I gonna say? Um 
Also, black people don't snitch. So you wouldn't even be able to ask my neighbors, like, oh, when are they coming? They're like, oh, we don't know. And if they know, they're not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I don't know if I can know you to be telling me, asking me, oh, when so-and-so coming? I'm like, when she comes, bitch. Like, who the fuck? Why you need to know? Like, don't ask me no questions about what I'm doing. Like, yeah, it's a, you don't know me. You just found out about this person. I'm in, I'm immediately, like, suspicious of your motives. Right. I'm not telling you all my business. Like, oh, where I live. Like, oh, where's your house? I'm like, around. it's nearby. I'm visiting. <laughs> oh, is it the, oh, it's the wooden one? They all made of wood? <laughs> I don't know. That's up to you. You figure it out. Like, you don't ask me about my houses. I don't know. Yeah, I just met you. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that would, no. What? Yeah, there's so many just, uh, the, and again, these people were very practical, but from, you know, like their, their, how they live life from their point of view. So it's you know yeah. they weren't they weren't acting not from, stupid not, not they weren't act, but it's just like if you just innately were more suspicious of strangers also a black husband would listen to his wife when she was like get them the fuck out the house there wouldn't be like a oh, honey you're hysterical how do, how what's, do, what's going how do no, i feel like, about this <laughs> There'd be no questions asked. A black husband would like be ready to throw these bows. Like, <laughs> let's go. Rub their ass. Out, get the fuck out of my What house. are you doing in the house with my wife? <laughs> it, he wouldn't. She wouldn't have, have to be like, I'm scared. He would open the door and be like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> are you holding my golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know you ain't holding my golf club. <laughs> you ain't pay for. <laughs> that was a very uh, good, people. a very good take. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> love us <laughs> that's uh that's our yeah, new show but i love us it premieres after uh afraid kissing and afraid yeah it's, i think it's the obvious um follow-up that is obvious. You know? <laughs> um yeah but that was funny games ugh yikes yeah. <laughs> zoinks <laughs> this one Start. zoinks jinkies little scoob <laughs> You know, I never say zoinks out loud, but I actually uh, text it a lot <laughs> to people. They tell me like a not so great story. I'm just like, zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to react. So this is just, this is what I'm throwing out there. Like, yeah, my my grandfather just passed away and I'm like, zoinks. And I send like a gif of Scooby running. <laughs> are you, impl- <laughs> it's like, what are you trying to say? I was like, I don't know. Maybe your dad was a spooky Scooby-Doo villain. I don't, don't read into this. <laughs> I'm running away from my feelings of vulnerability. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, when you get this, it'll have, would have already been Thanksgiving, but we hope you have a nice one with you and your family, hopefully socially distanced and, Sp- you know, everyone's staying, staying safe. Stay, staying spooky. Those are we're actually getting. If you subscribe at the thousand dollar level to our Patreon, we'll send you uh, mm-hmm. "We Die First" uh, face mask, and it says "Stay safe, stay spooky." Oh, that's right? cute. Would you guys buy that? Would you literally take us up on this offer? And by this offer, I mean let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram at We Die First Pod. Yes. I, I will make a stay safe, stay spooky face mask if at least three and a half people say they want one. But don't don't hold yes. me to it. Don't. 
<laughs> don't. Don't do that. <laughs> a, a bout of confidence from my um, co-host. Yeah, stay tuned for for, for next month. Um, you know, it's December, so we're going to... Have we decided what we're calling it? I don't think we've decided. We have a list of movies we need to narrow down, but... uh. Happy we'll, spooky you days? know we'll think of know. some happy spooky days. That makes me think of happy Honda days. <laughs> I, you say zoinks, I think about Hondas. We have our fucking things. Happy holidays. All werewolf December. <laughs> <laughs> it's just werewolf content. <laughs> it's just Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that to you. But yeah, no, we have some fun holiday um, themed horror lined up. Um, holiday horror. Okay, that's it. Holiday horror. Horror holidays. Holiday horror. Horror, horror Boom, holiday. Killed it. Horror holidays. <laughs> um, all December. Um, I don't think we decided specifically, but I know we were going to talk about doing like Black Christmas, maybe Jack Frost, maybe um, Krampus. Gremlins, I think would be a fun one. Yes, Krampus. I have not seen that. I'd like to see that. Um, you guys have any suggestions? Hit us up on our social media as we, you know, We Die First Pod, as we mentioned. Let us know what you think and if you like any specific ones. Ooh, are there any like, has Hanukkah happened yet? Um, I, isn't it like the first... Isn't it varying in December? It doesn't start. It it can yeah, start. Yeah, I know at the it changes of- every year because it's like yeah, because of like the 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 calendar. Oh, I'm just thinking like, are there? I'm thinking like other holiday like you know, it's like are there like Hanukkah horror movies? Hanukkah horror movies. It starts December 10th, ends Friday, December 18th. I'm gonna look it up. I wouldn't mind doing one. Like, a, why not? Like, mix it up. So I think this the typical like, uh oh. Oh, horror Christmas. Like, maybe there's, like, some dope-ass horror Hanukkah movie. That'd be great. Is there? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. If you can think <laughs> of one, please. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. Stay spooky, guys. Be safe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stop. Stay spooky, stay, guys. Stay spooky, stay safe, and stay on time. Take your birth control and do all... <laughs> <laughs> That's not my birth control uh, alarm. <laughs> So jokes on yeah, you. Yeah, fuck me. Um, yeah. Stay, stay spooky, guys. We keep saying it. Okay, stay spooky though. Stay hey, but safe. Stay, uh, stay we, spooky and stay safe. Um, stay, stay spooky. spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> okay. Bye, Bye. spooky squad. <laughs>